This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Liverpool 2, Man City 2, marvellous. Mo Salah shines in some showdown at Anfield. Guy Clark here, welcome along to the post-game podcast, bringing you reaction to the Reds' 2 draw with champions Man City. Well, coming up, we'll be hearing from Jurgen Klopp's press conference, as well as a number of our Reds' regulars. As ever, though, first up from Anfield, thoughts from our Liverpool correspondent at the Echo, Paul Gorst. The post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel. It's finished on as even in Anfield as Liverpool played out a 2-2 draw with Manchester City uh, this afternoon. Um, a real uh, classic advert for the Premier League, uh, particularly the second half. Uh, the two biggest and best teams um, in the country at the moment going head-to-head and it was a right old ding-dong between two heavyweight contenders for this Premier League crown. If uh, anyone finishes above these two in May, then they will be champions of England of that there is no doubt um, Liverpool struggled to kind of um, get a foothold in the game in the first half particularly as, as the first half wore on City started to get quite a lot of joy down the right hand side with Phil Foden the game's outstanding performer um, he gave 35 year old midfielder James Milner quite the run around and uh, Milner probably lucky to stay on uh, in fairness he picked up a bucket in the first half it was preserved the second one in the second half, slightly got away with it and um, Pep Guardiola was none too happy about that but uh, it was Liverpool actually took the lead after a, a pretty tame first half in terms of an attacking sense from the Reds, they were uh, getting men behind the ball and couldn't really get out of their own half in the first period but um, in the second uh, took the lead through Sadio Mane um, first piece of genius from Mohamed Salah as he skinned João Cancelo down the right and laid Mane in and he stayed composed to uh, dispatch past Edison to give Liverpool a lead that they probably didn't deserve even though they were uh, a lot better in the second half um, after getting the, no doubt, the proverbial rocker from Jürgen Klopp in the dressing room at, at the break. But uh, City uh, struck back, um, they equalised uh, before Salah with his latest and probably greatest uh, piece of genius, has to be said. Um, there was not much on, to be honest, when he picked the ball up wide right, as he so often does, but uh, he um, left Bernardo Silva on the deck. He managed to wriggle through round about three or four challenges on its way to goal and he fired past Edison with his right foot and it was a goal worthy to win any game and it looked like it might have uh, done that for Liverpool but City struck back here, uh, Kevin De Bruyne with a, a shot from the edge of the box, cop end, struck Joel Matt upon its way in and um, flew past Allison and City uh, were able to come away with a share of the spoils and the City fans in the away end singing that you've just seen the champions of full time and they're probably right to be honest, um, whoever uh, as I say, you know, the next champions of England probably played I don't feel this afternoon it's uh, City against Liverpool once again, um, of course, to heavyweight rivals in recent years. And Chelsea will, of course, feel that they've got their own claims on this, but uh, surely these are the two teams to beat this season. But it uh, turns out that neither of them were today, and it's finished at Anfield. Liverpool 2, Manchester City 2. They're now going to the international break before meeting Watford on the other side on October the 16th. It's finished here at Anfield, two piece. Paul Gorse delivering his verdict on the 2-2 draw with Man City. Liverpool not at it in the first half, but inspired by Salah, perhaps unfortunate not to win it in the second, despite James Milner being lucky to escape a second yellow card. A great game of Premier League football, certainly in that second period, that the way it seemed to be. But what did Jurgen Klopp think of it? Well, here he is speaking with the media after the game. Hi, Jurgen. Just from what you're... I wonder what your, your th- thoughts are, having had time to consider that. Um, <laughs> quite an exciting game. Eh? So uh, with two obviously completely different halves. Thank God um, that there were two halves today because the first half was obviously exactly like you shouldn't do it. Um, against City, the second half was exactly like you should do it against City, that we cannot. All four goals obviously have happened in the second half, but um in the first half can't remember a chance from us if i'm right um and so i was really happy about the halftime whistle um so that we could adjust a few things and actually we didn't change anything we just um um told the boys again what we actually wanted to or should have said already in the first half so things like this happen you um against the team like city with the dominance they can put on the pitch um when you are then a little bit passive without the ball, then they pass through your lines. You never can really get um, in the challenges. Um, and what was our biggest problem in the first half that we didn't play football? No, that doesn't help. 
um, you meet for a football game, people come into the stadium and they don't play football. That sounds wrong and is wrong. Um, so we needed to to start playing football in the second half. We did that immediately. I think that was obvious for everybody all of a sudden. Um, City had to um, run a lot, had to defend completely different to the first half uh, because we played now really good. And um, if we would have played only the second half, I actually would have liked to win the game. <laughs> but together with the first half, I'm uh, not uh, that cheeky. I think the point is fine. That you can't, okay, Dave Maddock, and that will be that as it stands at the moment. Dave, we can't see on screen, but I'm sure we can hear you. Uh, Jürgen, two things. Uh, one, um, Mo, Mo Salah's goal, which was one of the, it was one of the great uh, Anfield goals, and I kind of, and it, 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 it almost seems fitting that he scored it when they, you had the tribute to to Roger Hunt, who scored a fair few of those types of goals himself. Um, and the second half is just your response. Um, Pep seems to have. Just kind of brought it down to James Milner should have been sent off for a second booking but I think the game was quite possibly a lot bigger than just one small incident like that oh for sure uh, I heard that meanwhile I didn't see it the was too far away in that situation but I saw this direction from the from the, the bench um, we planned anyway uh, um, to take Millie off because of the yellow card from the first half um, uh, reaction second half, yeah, just we, we, we played second half was us, brave, um, aggressive, uh, full of determination, um, ready to play in the small spaces, playing the extra pass, using the width, and don't chip constantly these balls in behind the last line against the goalie who is probably the most front foot of goalie in the Premier League. So, why would you do that? But if you did, but we did the first half constantly. Um, so how is that? It's a it's a big, it's a uh, a really good lesson for us today. Not that I needed it, but at least when you when you get something like this first half, then you you have to show reaction. And the boys showed reaction. I'm overly happy with that. That was absolutely great. Even with two good halves, we, there were games when we uh, didn't win against City. Yeah? So um, today the first half was probably the worst we played so far against them. But the second half that was us because then the massive problems. We were really in the game. Scored wonderful goals in Musa last goal. What do we? So the first goal is a great, great um, counter attack, winning the ball. Bam, bam, two passes. Sadio, great, great uh, position, top finish. And the second goal, only the best players in the world score goals like this. Um, uh, that was the. The first touch, the first challenge he wins, then going there and putting on the right foot and finishing the situation off like he did, absolutely exceptional. And you are right. Um, because this club never forgets anything. People will talk about this goal for a long, long time. And in 50, 60 years, still, when they remember this game. So, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a really good one. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Liverpool 2, Man City 2, uh, what a game that was, I think, to be honest, you're looking at two of the best teams in Europe there going full throttle at each other, um, so I think from that point of view, you know, the mutual of, the mutual would have enjoyed that today, both teams really fighting for their lives for three points and, you know, looking at the Reds, you couldn't, you couldn't, uh, go against their commitment today, you know, they give everything, um, First half, I do think Man City edged it. I think possession-wise, you know, you look at their team; they're such a technical team, um, and that, that's quite. That's why I enjoy against coming against these two teams. Liverpool has so much passion, so much fight, and Man City that technical, you know, nice team. So it, it's a good contrast in two teams. Um, but I do think Man City ha edged it in the first half. I think technically they're a superb team. Liverpool. You can hear the fans now singing Where's your European Cup? Atmosphere. First half, listen to that. Oh, First half, you know, we weren't we weren't at the races. Second half, you know, 100 percent And the crowd got behind that as well. Uh, Liverpool were much better in the second half. You know, the goal comes from Mane. Salah down the wing. You know, our best pieces of play today came down from that left-hand side from um 
damn Man City's left-hand side and I think Salah was superb throughout the whole game. Mane gets his goal, puts his 1-0 up. 1-1, you know, Foden, I think that was a great goal. I know a couple of, you know, a couple of mentions in the crowd today saying, you know, defender wasn't great, but I think that City goal, the first one, was superb. I thought it was a good goal from uh, Phil Foden there. But obviously, Liverpool take the, take the lead again with Salah. Absolutely unreal goal. From where I was sitting in the lower main stand, that was Messi-esque. You know, right now he is the best player on form in the world for me. He was superb. Um, I thought he was brilliant. That was a great goal and he deserved it. He was superb. Uh, obviously, City get their goal back. De Bruyne, you know, we could have defended a little bit better. I was personally shouting from the stands here. Someone just absolutely snapping, but, you know, uh, you look at the whole game, I think it got to about the 80th minute mark. I think both teams were quite happy to shake hands on a draw for that. And I think it did deserve a draw. I think, like I said at the start, you're looking at two of the best teams in York right now. Um, you know, if Liverpool want to go on and then win this league, they have to go and play front-footed like they have done today. Defensively, yeah, you, you could shore up a little bit more at the back, but you know, I can't sit here and, and slate them too much. I think, they, I think they played well. You know, any personal mentions for Curtis Jones again, I thought he was superb. You know, it's only it's a young lad, it's a young local lad, and I thought he was superb. Um, you know, it's 2-2, it, it's a draw, but... You know, we go into the international break and we recoup. I think we started the season really well. Um, just coming from a match day focus today, I thought, you know, I've been one of the people today, or this season, should I say, and saying the NFC passes haven't really worked. And But I've just got to say one final bit of praise to the stewards at Anfield today. I think they've been absolutely superb all the way up into this international break. I think they've been so patient with everybody. You know, COVID, NFC passes and stuff. I think they've been brilliant. Um, and I think I'd, I'd like to praise them um, today because I think they've been exceptional. And maybe won't, people won't pick, pick up on that, but I think they deserve a bit of credit. So 2-2, like Hope from Anfield reporting here, but, you know, we go again and I can't wait to see the Reds back in action. Lauren Black here to give my thoughts after Liverpool draw 2-2 at home to Manchester City. I think, firstly, we've got to talk about in the first half. I thought we were... We were suffocated by City, um, to say the least, at majority of the first 45 minutes. Um, I think especially in midfield, um, I felt like we can we were, you know, pretty much overrun there. Um, which is surprising considering you know we have Fabinho and Henderson in in there. Um, obviously Curtis Jones has been on a good run of form lately. Obviously gets the the goal against Brev, Brentford to give him some confidence, but, um. He looked like he was given the role of man Mark and Kevin De Bruyne today, which is never an easy task. But I think you know he really struggled to do that. Um, I think that showed throughout the game. You know De Bruyne had some really good chances in the first half. He obviously gets the goal in the second half, which isn't ideal. But yeah, um, the midfield just didn't didn't look like they wanted to get involved in a lot of battles, and we and we lost the battle very badly today. I thought. Um, they dominated down their left hand side. Um, Phil Foden constantly being in a position to get the ball. Joe Cancelo, you know, doing the overlap or vice versa against James Milner, and it it it, it kind of took us a, a while to sort of pick up on that. I thought um, once we did, you know, I think Salah tried to track back as best as he could, but you know, Man City are a very good team. They're always gonna, you know, as soon as they find their weakness, exploit that. So. Um, I think we're very lucky to not concede and go in a half time nil nil. Um, second half picked up, which was good to see. The intensity was a bit different, but there was still a few gaps that need to be plugged. Um, but I think, you know, despite the results, you know, which is probably a fair one at the end of the day. Um, I thought, you know, you've just got to point out Mo Salah and just how brilliant, yet again he is. You know two goals that really come out of nothing to be honest with you um you know the assist for Manny goes past his player um you know takes on whoever picks out a perfect perfectly way to pass for him and then a really good finish from from Manny as well which is I think important to to point out you know the last couple of games he's done um okay and he's eventually got his goal but it took him a few chances to get it but you know today he got it first time around which was which was great for him um 
we obviously, you know, City come back, get their goal, great finish from Phil Foden. He, he, I think he was knocking throughout the whole game, like I said, so I wasn't surprised at that. But, um, yeah, again, we didn't let our heads drop in that moment. Um, we kept the intensity on and then just an absolutely brilliant piece of magic from Mo Salah to get the second goal, an outstanding goal. Um, he's got to be regarded as one of the best players ever um, in the Premier League. There's no doubt about that. About that. You know, we as Liverpool fans see him as one of our greatest players ever, so it's it's about time that people start viewing him as one of the greatest players to ever play, play in the Premier League. Um you know, he never gets the recognition that he deserves, but you've just got to look at his at his stats and his goals and how he plays and just just really point out how much of a, a great player that he is. Um obviously, you know, to let this the lead slip twice is not ideal. Um but, you know, if someone said to me at the beginning of the game it would be a draw in City, I probably would have took it, especially after that first half. So yeah, um, some positives, some negatives, but um, we move on now. Obviously, going to the international break, hopefully it'll be a nice time to to rest and recover and um, go into the next game and um, try and you know improve on today's game. Wonderful game in Premier League football. Um, first half, Liverpool come out really well. I thought the first five or ten minutes to use the crowd, the momentum. And we started well. City couldn't string much together in the first five or ten minutes, but as soon as soon as we got to about ten minutes, City totally dominated that half. Um, had a lot of the ball, created a lot of chances. Phil Foden created a lot of problems for Milner down that right hand side, and he was he was a constant threat. I thought Milner really struggled in that first half, and obviously Foden's a young lad of bags of pace and ability. And they've obviously tried to play it, haven't they? Milner's, he's not a right-back as he's filling in. He's done his best and, yeah, I think he did struggle in that first half. Midfield really struggled, the thought, to get hold of the ball after that first five or ten minutes, like I say. And the, obviously the class of City, when they start knocking it around, it's going to be hard. But we just needed a little bit more energy, a little bit more pressing at the right times. And we just almost made it a little bit too easy for City. And on another day, City could have been one or two up. It wasn't. Allison's made a couple of good saves in that first half. And when you get to 35, 40 minutes, you're just dying for it to be half time. You just want to get to half time, nil nil. And thankfully, Liverpool got to half time, nil nil. Got away with one, really, to be honest, to get to half time, nil nil. And you're hoping there's going to be big discussions in the, in the uh, changing rooms, maybe some tactical switches. And we came out for the second half much, much better. Used the momentum in the crowd early on. Jota had a couple of good chances in that first five minutes. Could have done better with uh, one or two of them. But that got the crowd going and that's that's what you need. You need to use the crowd in these big games. Anfield's a special place, as we all know. And you need to use that momentum. And yet, much better second half, like I say. Much more pressure on the ball when City had it. We were nicking off of them high up the pitch. And just looks a lot, lot sharper. And the first goal came on 58 minutes. Lovely bit of play uh, from Salah down the right-hand side. I think he beats a man and then running at the defence. Slots Manny in. And it's a great finish from Manny. 1-0. And from that point, you're thinking, let's go and win this Liverpool. The crowd, as I say, went up another notch at that point. Absolutely crazy, crazy sounds coming from the crowd. Really loud. Really good to see. And you just open that we can go on and see the game out. Um, but it didn't take too long. City, you know, were good when they were getting the ball to feet, and I think it was folding. It must have been about ten minutes later. Has got the equaliser. Some good build up down the right, and for me, he's left in a little bit too much space on the back post. I think you need to be a little bit tighter. But he's, he's it pains me to say he's a class player folding and. It was a clinical finish into the bottom corner. And they were probably undeservedly at that point in the second half. Got back into the game at 1-1. And it was a couple of minutes later, there was there was a huge controversial moment where James Milner, who in the first half had been booked for, I think it was a challenge, unfolding some, somewhere down the right in the second half. I can't remember who it was. Silver was going on a bit of a run. He stuck a leg out. 
should have been a second yellow card, hundred percent. It was the other way. I would have been furious as as um, if it if it happened to us or against us. Sorry, but yeah, he dangled the leg out and he's absolutely got away. One didn't get booked as soon as that challenge was made. You see in the bench, ready here, Gomez to try and get him on. Pep is going absolutely furious on this touchline. You absolutely love to see it. His arms are going. He's shouting at everyone, running up and down like a little kid. Brilliant. Absolutely love to see it. And it was only a few minutes later, and I think Milner was probably involved a little bit down the right-hand side, you know, battling for a throw-in and managed to get the ball, keep the ball in play and got the ball to Salah. But from that moment, it was Salah who's created something out of absolutely nothing. The What hasn't been said about this man, a world, world-class goal. He's beat three, four, five City players from the halfway line, kept the ball so tight and finishes wonderful as well with his right foot clinical no chance for the keeper and it's an absolute wonder goal to be fair Mo Salah continues to set standards that we didn't we didn't think he had he's gone to another level with that goal there today and he's undoubtedly at this moment he's the form player in the world isn't he what a what a player what a man whatever contract the boy wants giving it he, he deserves whatever he wants what a player a joy to watch and from that minute, you're thinking, it's 15 minutes to go, I think, let's see the game out. But it didn't happen, I think it was only a few minutes later, five minutes maybe, De Bruyne's made it 2-2 painfully. And you've got to give a bit of credit for City for digging in there because you know, past teams could have crumbled with the crowd and the, the momentum was all with Liverpool and the frustration of Milner not getting sent off. But they done good build up again down the right. I think it went out to um it was probably folding again. You've got one across the box and it's fell to the Bruyne. It took a little deflection off um one of our players gone in. But it is what it is. Two two. And it's yeah, it's it's a bit gutting really because that Mo Salah goal should be winning. Deserves to win any game of football. We did have a huge chance uh, right near the end as well. I think it was Fabino at the back post. The ball's keepers come flying out, the ball's uh, gone over him. Fabino's had the touch, all he's got to do is roll it in and it's a wonderful, wonderful challenge from one of their players. I think it was Rodri slid in and somehow cleared the ball from one one you had after line. And yeah, it's finished 2-2, gutted not to win it, but what the second half was an absolute advert for what the Premier League's all about. I mean, I was a bag of nerves watching it, I was a mess, but I'm sure it was a neutral. It would have been absolutely wonderful to watch end-to-end stuff. Two top-class teams going at it. Two teams that were going to be there or thereabouts when it's all said and done in May. And Yeah, I think you've just got to take in the end. It's probably a good point, even though it feels like it's something lost. We've got to remember that first half, how poor Liverpool were. So, all in all, yeah, 2-2. It is what it is. We take the point. We're undefeated in the league this season. And we take all the positives. Say man of the match can only go to Mo Salah. Wonderful performance again from that man in the second half. Involved in both the goals and the second one totally down to Mo Salah. There's nothing else to say about the man, is there? What a player, what a man. Long may it continue. So I think we go into um, international break again now. That's a bit pitiful, isn't it? No one likes international breaks, but give some of the players hopefully a bit of a rest who aren't involved in internationals and Regroup, go again in a couple of weeks. Can't wait to go again. Come on, Liverpool. Ross, the final with his say of those three at Anfield for us this afternoon here on the Post Game Podcast. For more opinion, let's head into the Blood Red Podcast Facebook group. Nathan Madsen writes, without debate, Salah, best player in world football right now. Ellie McDowell, a new contributor here on Post Game Writing in the uh, Facebook group, Salah's goal, a work of art. Disappointed we didn't get all three points. Breathless and great game of football. Got to work on game management when we go ahead late in the game. Second game in a row, we've had to settle for a draw. Still unbeaten 
in the Premier League. Hashtag you'll never walk alone. David Allen says, I'll take the draw there, although we did enough to win and slightly annoyed we left De Bruyne in acres of space. And David John Wilson says, not the best performance, but good result. Salah deserves whatever he's asking for as he's in the form of his life. However, did that game show just how much we're missing a player like Jeannie Wijnaldum? Anyway, international duties now. Let's hope the lads can all stay fit. Hashtag you'll never walk alone. As ever, there's more in the Blood Red podcast Facebook group. And there is, of course, a link in the description. So if you want to check that out, or even if you want to join the group and maybe have your thoughts read out here on the postgame podcast, that is where to head to. More from our regular Reds now, though. Here's what Alex Watt from Did It Cross the Line podcast made of the action i need a lie down after that i think um another memorable game dramatic game between two of the best sides in the business two of the best managers in the business and neither team probably even at the peak of their powers today um these liverpool versus man city games are so fiercely contested we know that so nerve-wracking for supporters on both sides because of it. My nerves are absolutely shredded. Second halves like that are not good for my anxiety, to be honest. Um, Every player looked as exhausted at the end of the game as I did after just watching it. And considering how the first half went, it's kind of wild how intense and even in many ways that second half ended up being you know the game had that added edge too anyway because we obviously dropped points last weekend City got that big win against Chelsea and the title race is already feeling intense this season and these matches and these results are going to be so key um I think the atmosphere today showed exactly what we missed when they played us at Anfield last season it's worth noting that Man City have still not beaten Liverpool at Anfield when fans have actually been in the stadium in the Premier League in nearly two decades, I believe. Um, And initially that loud, raucous crowd seemed to impact City because I thought we actually started really promisingly and we were the better team for the first 10 minutes and then our level noticeably and quite worryingly dropped off in that first half. You know, it seemed like City sat back, figured us out a bit, and then they just grew in confidence through the first half. But they didn't make it count. And that lack of a centre-forward for them showed again, really, because for as many worrying attacks as there were from them, our defence was standing up to them again and again in that first half. You know, Alisson had to make a couple of big saves, one-on-one, two, to keep us in it. But we got to half-time when, really, they shouldn't have let us off the hook. You know, City went in at one uh, nil-nil, just like the, with PSG midweek, they didn't make all that good play count. And we survived them really in the first half. But that's fine in a way if you then come out and play like we did in the second half. Because we came out and we showed so much more attacking intent. We looked like a completely different team. Even though we clearly still weren't at our best at all. But the second half was so much better. It was a wild one, it swung back and forth and it was, again, nerve-wracking to watch. But we ended up getting the first breakthrough with another Salah and Mane link-up to make it 1-0. And, you know, that's the thing, like I say, for all of Man City's brilliance, um, their lack of cutting edge this season and the way some of their players, Rodri, Diaz, Laporte, can dive into those last-gap challenges and blocks could end up being their downfall a little bit this season. Fingers crossed it does um, from our point of view. Um, That said, obviously Phil Foden causes problems all day. He did finally get Man City's opener. I still feel like someone who has his hair cut shouldn't be as good at football as he is, but there we go. Um, And then James Milner, very lucky to stay on the pitch, it's safe to say. He got away with a few things in this game, which... I'm happy about and every Liverpool fan will be happy about but it was anxiety inducing to watch at times and I can definitely see City's point of view on that second yellow to be honest it should have been a second yellow if we're being honest and my god wasn't Pep Guardiola furious about it and then it was very very funny from our point of view that he was so apoplectic with rage about not getting that decision Milner stays on and then Mo Salah goes up the other end, 
does that and scores a goal to make it 2-1. It is very funny how much Pep hates us. You know, I enjoy it. Um, but it was slightly annoying. He obviously got to do his big justice for us moment when De Bruyne got the equaliser. But that Salah goal was just ludicrous brilliance from him yet again. What a magician. Just give him what he wants. Give him that new contract. He is on another level Maybe the best player in world football on current form, so they'll probably need to give him the Ballon d'Or too. Man of the match, goal, assist. He's on another level right now. Give him that contract, please. Um, And then, yeah, that last-ditch block from Rodri on the line versus Fabinho was so annoying. I thought that was the moment that was going to be the winner, but it just didn't quite fall for us like that today, you know. And there are definite worries, you know, are defending, not holding on to these leads when we get them in the last few games. Um, the midfield looked knackered at times today. At the end of the game, Hendo and Fabinho looked absolutely exhausted. The, the, mid, the amount of midfield injuries won't be helping with that. Trent was obviously a big miss down the right as well. That probably goes without saying at this point. Let's hope he's back soon. But after all that, and in the context of the season and the title race, a point isn't a bad result for us at all here. And I bet it's Man City fans who will be coming out of this one feeling angry, feeling hard done to. And from our point of view, yes, it's frustrating to take the lead twice and not come away with the three points. But you also have to look at it in the context of what happened in the first half, how we turned it around. And ultimately, City haven't gained points on us after that. And the title race rolls on. Um, Right, I need to go and chill out after that, eat some food, probably not think about football again for a few days because, my God, that was stressful. But even when we're not at our best, we're still pretty damn good, aren't we? Up the Reds. Cheers. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Steve Dawson on Liverpool's 2-2 draw with Manchester City at Anfield. What a fascinating game that was. The two best teams in England, two best teams in Europe. I've not really got a good handle on South America, but I'm prepared to take a punt on it. Marvellous to watch. Entertaining stuff. I I do remember thinking at half-time, asking myself the question, would I be happy with the draw here? Would I take the point? And I wasn't uh, completely confident about answering one way or the other but I think I probably would have taken a point not not so of course come the end of the game having gone in front twice with um, some just some gorgeous Mo Salah moments uh, what a player what a player he is what a goal that was goal of the season a candidate for that award for sure just amazing feat amazing talent uh, we cannot ever take him for granted um, he's he's certainly far far better than he was a couple of seasons ago. I think it was when he was when he was missing too many opportunities and, and making not always making the best decisions. Despite getting in amongst the goals on a, on a fairly regular basis, he's back to his very very best now, and it's a pleasure to watch him. And we must enjoy these times. Starting eleven was uh, I think an important one because. International break after this, no concern about Champions League. You're playing uh, our our closest challenges for the Premier League title and probably for the Champions League as well. So no holding back in this one, no thought of resting players. You have to take Thiago Alcantara out of the mix. You have to take Trent Alexander-Arnold out of it as well. Excuse me. Therefore, I think the selection of Diogo Jota was... An eye-opening one. I think I would have gone for Firmino, but there's not much in it. Jota probably strongest in the air at the moment. When he when he does get goals, he tends to get bagfuls of them. Bobby Firmino turned 30 on Saturday and uh, is perhaps on the wane, although still very capable of doing magical things. Um, so not much to argue about that. I think it's uh, indicative of the way Jürgen looks at things that Curtis Jones was on uh, on the field when the opening whistle was blown. Uh, Naby Keita wasn't there. Uh, and I think that is testament to the way he's performed in the last few weeks. And clearly, Jürgen's a fan of that. There was an option, I suppose, to play Joe Gomez at right fullback. 
you could even maybe switch Andy Robbo to right back and put Simikas at left back. I think that would have been too drastic a change, giving City too much, um, uh, too much attention, too much respect. And you know, you want to try and keep uh, the same sort of shape that you've had so much success with, and you don't want to give the opposition the impression that you're changing everything to suit them. Um, but Jimmy Milner clearly got the run around by Phil Foden in the first in the first forty five minutes and was a bit of a lucky boy to stay on the field, that's for sure. Um, almost gave away a penalty at a critical time. I know the foul was outside the box, but you know, they were inches in it only. And I don't think I don't think Milner judged his foul by the fact that he thought it was outside the box at the time. I think he just made the challenge. And I'm sure he would have been a little bit panicky in the in the seconds that ensued after that. I was a little bit surprised that nothing was given, I must say. Overall, just the audacity of these two sides. I mean, the audacity of Edison to play the ball around in his own six-yard box when, when we've got Liverpool's attacking players closing in on him and that wonderful ball he played uh, over the top. I can't remember who it was to, uh, but he's... He's such a talent with the ball at his feet. The audacity of Mo Salah to do what he did against uh, second best team in the world, let me put it that way, and 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 come out on top. Just remarkable. And and also to play in Sadio Mane and the, and, and the audacity of the finish there as well. You know, the opening goal of the game to keep a cool head, had the goalkeeper to beat. Sadio Mane finished with absolute aplomb. And it's, you know, these have not been the last the best 18 months of his career, but he's still got that drive, hasn't he? And, and clearly the talent, he needed a cool head, really needed a cool head. I will say that I I don't blame Fabinho for missing what looked like a, an open goal. It was an open goal, wasn't it? But he would have been, it was a very risky thing to try and put it in the net on the first touch. Uh, you know, he probably would have scored had he done it, but had he missed, we'd have all been howling at him. Uh, I think he needed to take a touch. And it was just a, a fantastic piece of defending. I think it was from Rodri. Um, so I, I'm, I'm not laying any blame on, on Fabinho's shoulders there. I would, if I was a Manchester City fan, lay some blame on Kevin De Bruyne for putting that diving header over the bar. He had so much time and space. Just get a forehead on it. They could have won the game from that. Um, I thought Bernardo had a good game for them as well. But similarly for us, I thought Joel Matip was excellent. You know, he um, he played in Jota for a very good chance that the Portuguese forward had. It was uh, probably our first good chance of the game and it was a super pass from Joel Matip, I thought, defensively and, and running forward with the ball at his feet and his distribution all excellent today. Fabulous game to watch. Such great entertainment uh, a point each, you know, we've we've taken two points off City, I suppose, in that sense. You know, we we haven't lost any ground on them, but I think you were looking at the two the two genuine challenges for the title. And I think I think overall we were the better team. We responded very well to what was an excellent first half from Manchester City. Um free kicks direct on goal, just the one today, no Trent on the field. Mo Salah had a crack at it. It took a deflection, but it was going to be on target. And uh, we've got to get those on target. Looking forward to Trent coming back. But let's have some more variety on those free kicks. At Galasahi on Twitter, G-U-L-A-S-A-H-I. Hello, this is Owen from Cop On Podcast. 2-2 two, two, then. Points shared then. And there will be many saying that this was a fair result. However, if there's one man on this green and blue planet who thoroughly deserved to be on the winning side this evening, it's Mohammed Salah Hamed Mahrouz Gahali. Those fairy-dusted twinkle-toes razzle-dazzled us once again as Magic Man Mo ran the show, flummoxing Rodri and sliding in Sadio for our glorious first goal, before jinking his way around the whole city team as easily as a duck quacks for the second. This was Vincent 
taking his oils outside and deciding to paint the night sky in 1889. This was Pablo Picasso playing with geometrical form in Paris. This was Leonardo looking at a falling sycamore seed and thinking, hey, I might be able to use that. Whoa. Unfortunately, though, Foden and De Bruyne, somewhat fortunately, rescued a point for Pep Guardiola's whiny billionaires. A smart finish from Foden and a deflected equaliser. And that's a little more than just annoying, isn't it? Fabinho could have won it near the end, and there were other opportunities for Liverpool and either side in truth, but thankfully City have all the cutting edge of a raw sausage, while Liverpool were just, unfortunately, a little bit unlucky, weren't we? The first half wasn't great from Liverpool, after the first 15 minutes, in which I thought we played quite well. Um, but in general, in that first half, we didn't play enough passes to Magic Man Mo, who only had 20 touches of the ball in the entire first period. And from minutes 15 to 45, it was Man City who were the better team. They grew in confidence. Predictably, they tried to exploit the area of the pitch where Henderson and Milner were supposed to be guard guarding. And I love the guy but I was a bit disappointed in our captain Jordan Henderson in the first half, especially because he only managed 50% passing accuracy, which is well below his average over the last whole year of 86%. The second half was much, much better, however, for our brilliant captain and the Reds, with Liverpool managing six shots and playing like champions. I do hope we can take a lot of belief from that, especially as we have a couple of weeks of dull as a grey waistcoat international football to suffer through and endure. We never look forward to that, do we? But at least we shall be able to watch our two magnificent, glorious, funky goals to tonight, especially the second one. We'll be able to do that over and over again. This is Owen from Cop On Podcast. I'm emotionally exhausted after that, but very happy, actually, in the proof of what this team is truly capable of, which is world-class football. Just keep giving that ball to Mo Salah, boys. Owen from Cop On Podcast there, following on from Steve Dawson here on Post Game. Final say with his tactical breakdown, though, goes to Mark Baker. Very, very strange game in terms of analysing Liverpool's performance against Manchester City at Anfield in today's fixture. First of all, in the first half, what I would say is Manchester City were absolutely fantastic in terms of out of possession. I mean, we can talk all, all day about how poor Liverpool were in certain individuals in Liverpool's side in that first half, and there was plenty of them, by the way. But Manchester City, in terms of the positioning, of their players as units of a team to cut off passing lanes and render Liverpool basically so inferior to them in the in the first half, unable to play out, unable to build up. This is after the first five minutes in which Liverpool didn't start too badly. And that is a consequence, of course, of Liverpool, some Liverpool players being off the game, but more importantly, an absolute coaching masterclass in terms of stop and build up play and pressing from the front from Manchester City. No options for Liverpool, no availability to go longer and penetrate. Absolutely no ball either through, over or round. And it was a, a painful first half in which Liverpool had to, had to really hold on. And let's be fair, could have been a couple of goals down in that first half, really. I mean, there's an incident with and I'll get on to Milner in a second, but there's an incident obviously with Milner where whether it was inside, outside the box, I think, you know, it's a clear foul and Liverpool are, are lucky for it not to be a penalty kick. And City were in complete domination at that period. I mentioned Jordan a week and I actually mentioned a few weeks ago it'd be really interesting to see how Liverpool coped with that since Alexander-Arnold. This was before obviously he got injured 
he is the one player in the squad they can't replace. His player profile isn't unlike anybody in European football from the right-back position. And obviously, statistics show how prevalent he is in, in Liverpool being able to attack in terms of breaking lines, in terms of crosses into the penalty area and creating chances with his vision, weight of pass and ability to find moving targets. And you miss so much when he's not on the side. But also today, it also was a clear indication of they miss when he's actually defensively as well, which is a, a, a criticism which is very easy to throw at him. It's not the strongest part of his game, but he's a far better defender than people give him credit for. And obviously James Milner's come into the side for the last few weeks. And I said during the Crystal Palace game, he got widespread sort of acclaim for his performance. But if you'd actually look at the game and take away the results, there was a massive moment in the second half in which he lost uh, the Crystal Palace centre forward at the back post. That goes in, which he should have done. And the narrative's completely different around his performance. And he was run ragged in the first half. And this is no slight on James Milner, to be to be perfectly honest. Um, obviously, he's an, an aging midfield player who's been below the level to play uh, as a starter in central midfield for Liverpool now for a few years. And can probably do a decent standing job at full-back against moderate or good opposition in the Premier League. But you're playing against Manchester City and you're playing against Phil Foden, who's got the technical ability, speed to run in behind to mix up his game. And it was a real challenging afternoon. And obviously, you go into the second half and it was quite clearly a red card. I mean, people talk about Milner very often and say, fantastic professional, very reliable, very dependable. But actually... I think he does a lot of rash things in the game when I watch Milner. And that was really rash and something that should have cost Liverpool. And I think, obviously, weighing up his performance, and I, I felt Joe Gomez had come into play. I really I felt that Klopp had here on the side of caution, but he probably feels that, you know, the way Liverpool play to keep that continuity with a player who can affect um, the attacking third, sort of go with Milner and outweigh the defensive vulnerabilities that he may bring. And by the way, I'll, what I will add is Joe Gomez isn't, isn't the solution right back either. However, he's the best option that Liverpool currently have in terms of being more disciplined and being able to manage 1v1s. So I felt that was really an avenue which Manchester City caused Liverpool all kinds of problems and ultimately should have resulted in Liverpool receiving a red card and probably losing the game from that point. So it can't be allowed to, from the, the wider context, I'm sure it won't be in the club, but they'll have noticed that and obviously going forward, it has to be a consideration about who you play in that position, especially against better opponents if Alexander-Arnold is going to be unavailable. But as good as Manchester City were in the first half and playing against, for me, the best side in Europe, they've got the best manager in terms of coaching elite players, the best tactical structure. And for Liverpool to respond in the way they did in the second half, I thought it was really impressive. I mean, sometimes I feel that Liverpool, and you can't never criticise Klopp, he's been absolutely fantastic for Liverpool. But one maybe criticism we could have in terms of Liverpool is they're very rigid into their preferred default system of 4-3-3. And it was obvious that Manchester City know that. They know the positions that Liverpool players are going to take up in the build-up and had come up with a complete stranglehold over Liverpool in that in the potential plan to, to build up the pitch and move through the unit to the side. And sometimes I just believe that slight tweaking of positioning within a side during the game say the midfield option where you may drop one back in as opposed to having a one and a two may give teams who are elite pressers of the ball and in out of possession different things to worry about and Liverpool may find a way to get out and I just feel that sometimes Liverpool are a bit regimented in the way they stick to that system and it is difficult. I mean, obviously, I'm watching the game on the television screen, so it's difficult to see the tactical plan and what changed tactically for Liverpool within the second half. I mean, on the telly, you'd, <laughs> you'd hear the, the pundits, and it's almost as if, oh, Liverpool just got some energy within the game. Well, that isn't the case. You know, Liverpool, in it, to enable them to get energy, there's got to be a tactical setup which allows them to get closer to the ball in numbers and then start to gain some joy. And obviously, City's level dropped as well. But Liverpool. And Mohamed Salah, I mean, what a fantastic goal. Very much reminded me of the Tottenham strike a few years ago, which also didn't end in a, in a win for Liverpool. But that ability is unbelievable. And you know, the ball comes into him, showcases everything that's great about him. The ball comes in initially and you think he's probably second choice that someone's going to nip in. The strength to hold off the defender, turn in one movement, the feint to be able to switch onto his right-hand side. And the most impressive thing about the lot, the finish with his weak foot, the only place he could have put the ball, and it was absolutely magnificent. And 
I mean, it's interesting, really, because I, I've, I've been watching a lot of Kylian Mbappé of late because, obviously, Messi's gone to PSG and I've obviously watched intermittent bits of him in the past. But there's no way he should be in the same conversation as a Mohamed Salah in terms of sheer quality. The ability of Salah to, to manage the ball in tight areas and the, you know, that ability to... That weight of pass he has for Manny's run... And, and just more attributes that he has to his game in smaller spaces just mean there's no comparison between the two. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of people look for the, the shiny new toy, if you like, in the market and see Mbappé, who they don't see every week and compare the likes of Salah to him. There's no comparison, you know. He, he, there's no way he's on that, on that level whatsoever, Mbappé, and sometimes can look very one-dimensional in the way he plays. And I'm just using him as an example, really, because he's almost the poster boy for what would be people believe is going to be the new greatest player in the world I mean Jesus a drop off from Messi to Mbappe is the biggest one you'll ever find but it's just a generalisation really because Liverpool have got one of the greats not only in Premier League history but in European football I mean this player is an unbelievable player and he's getting better and better his all round game no one's provided more chances created more assists scored more goals since he's been at the club and it's what a goal today and the only downside, again, was after that, because I thought it was a great response, was that Liverpool failed to manage the game. Again, found themselves in a position where the opposition could penetrate and, and score a goal, and to be honest, could have penetrated one or two more times, and Liverpool looked ragged in their positioning during the second half. And it's just, when I look at that, I do believe Liverpool are below the level they have been in the previous in the previous two years, not allowing for last season, when they accumulated over 90-plus points. There's certainly a vulnerability in terms of out of possession and that reared its head again against Manchester City. So a really weird game to analyse, really. On the one hand, you think to yourself, well, Liverpool were dominated. Manchester City were by far the, the, the better team over the course of 19 minutes. Could have had a penalty kick and they should have had a red card. However, you'd also have to believe that not many teams could come out in the second half and put on a performance against Manchester City such as that to take the ascendancy away from them. And hate them like they have. I mean, Manchester City have only, I think, conceded five shots or six shots on the goal over the course of a Premier League season. This is an absolutely elite coach team of out of possession. And I didn't see how Liverpool could hate them after the first half. And the fact that they did and had a few more opportunities to do so, I think they're the positives Liverpool can take from the game. Really enjoyable game and one that Liverpool, I suppose, will come out of it sort of not knowing which way to feel about the outcome in the end because you almost feel deflated having surrendered two goal lead but we'll know the Manchester City with the better side overall Sublime sensational magic man Mo Salah turning up on the biggest of stages to highlight his class once more a draw has to do for the Reds as the race shows no sign of slowing up You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel <laughs>